Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the third week since the Epiphany. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from 1 Kings chapter 11, beginning this morning at verse 1. King Solomon loved many foreign women, along with the daughter of Pharaoh, Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, Sidonian, and Hittite women from the nations concerning which the Lord had said to the Israelites, You shall not enter into marriage with them, neither shall they with you, for they will surely incline your heart to follow their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. Among his wives were seven hundred princesses and three hundred concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not true to the Lord his God as was the heart of his father, David. For Solomon followed Astarte, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. So Solomon did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, did not completely follow the Lord, as his father David had done. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, and for Molech, the abomination of the Ammonites, in the mountains, on the mountains east of Jerusalem. He did the same for all his foreign wives, who offered incense and sacrifice to their gods. Then the Lord was angry with Solomon, because his heart had turned away from the Lord, the God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice, and had commanded him concerning this matter that he should not follow other gods. But he did not observe what the Lord commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Since this has been your mind, and you have not kept my covenant and my statutes that I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom from you and give it to your servant. Yet for the sake of your father, I will not do it in your lifetime. 
I will tear it out of the hand of your son. I will not, however, tear away the entire kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. Breaks your heart, doesn't it? Like that time when David took Bathsheba and then killed her husband. Now Solomon and all the glory of Israel starts to come undone, never to return to this height again, at least not until Jesus comes again and the glory will be of an entirely different kind. When the king turns aside from the exclusive worship of the Lord and when the king leads the people in breaking faith with the Lord, then the blessings of the covenant also evaporate, first the throne, but then soon after also the temple and then the land. What Solomon is guilty of, however, is this kind of all-embracing, all-absorbing religious policy that we will see will dominate the world when, when Rome comes to power. It is the policy that Rome will one day employ to rule its world. As Rome will go out and gain control of a region, they do not force conformity to any Roman religion, but instead they allow the continuing of local, the practice of local religion, but now all incorporated under Roman peace, Roman rule. Added, these gods of the conquered are added to the, to the Roman pantheon. And in similar ways, it seems like Solomon is keeping peace by allowing his wives and concubines to continue to worship their own gods. In his wisdom, maybe it's his arrogance, Solomon most likely assumes that he has brought all these nations and their God into submission under him and under the Lord. He himself and his court no longer worship the Lord God exclusively, though, but Solomon worships the Lord still as supreme God, and he points to his own great power as a sign that the Lord reigns over these lesser gods. He has a very cosmopolitan, a very sophisticated and advanced worldview towards religion and its practice. But it is also utterly and completely out of line with what God expects in God's covenant, with God's commandments, particularly the first commandment. A fiercely exclusive loyalty to the Lord is what the covenant is all about, and it is the first of what will set God's people apart from the rest of the world. This particular people has been called and rescued for the express purpose of being the Lord's people, and a powerful witness to the Lord, the God who created the world, who loves the world, who sustains the world, who looks to restore a right relationship with human beings and their God, who looks to establish true justice and peace and equity among all the people of the world. When Solomon builds houses and altars and sacred places for the gods of the surrounding nations, the gods of the people in his court, he becomes like just any other king or emperor or ruler. And Israel is indistinguishable from any other nation. And soon it is left to the fate of other nations, to decline and ruin. We should not think that this is the woman's, women's fault, however. It is Solomon using his wisdom for his own purposes and for his own ends. It was Solomon applying his great insight into matters without concern for God's word or regard for it, but doing what was right according to his own wisdom and intelligence. 
It is Solomon's also seemingly insatiable lust for more, for everything. And it is Solomon forgetting who he was and what he was called to do. In the end, God will remain faithful. God will not forsake Jerusalem or his people. God will continue to dwell in and among God's people. Things are now very different. Now, our challenge today might be also very different from Solomon's. In some ways, it's almost exactly the reverse, the opposite. But but we, too, are called to use the wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives us to find a way to live as an exclusive witness to Jesus Christ, because we belong to him. We have been ransomed by him. We are Jesus' baptized people. And so for us, there can be no other way than remaining faithful to Jesus, who filled up all the promises of faithfulness to God. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebearers and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide his feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gifts of relationship with others. For who else or for what else are we thankful today? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the church of Jesus Christ in every land and especially for the people, the ministries, the leaders of St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Pray for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare or living under the threat of warfare, for all who are working to bring about peace and international harmony, and for those who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction. For who else or for what else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.